Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Around the Circuit, an electrical wholesaling podcast. I'm Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief with Ellie Coggins, our Associate Editor. Today, we spoke about the September 2020 cover story on NextGen sales and marketing techniques as our industry moves more and more virtual. Here's the inside scoop on her article and the advice her sources had to share. First started talking about, what, what did you, what were you thinking about virtual selling before we started, when we first started talking about what, what did you think people, how they might be handling it? And what was your thoughts about how, how the whole COVID, how it's affected salespeople in general? So I think on a first thought before I really started talking to people and my impression um, is just a whole lot of teleconferencing, a whole lot of Zoom, all those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think David Gordon put it well, like people are getting Zoomed out. So that was just my first impression. Um, and I mean, I don't know a whole lot about sales or marketing in my personal life. Um, but I mean, I saw even when I would go on Facebook or go on places, like everybody seemed to be trying to up their virtual game when it came to these ads and stuff like that. So I imagine that in the electrical world, it was probably very similar. Yeah. Where did you find the, uh, you've talked with some people that are industry veterans, they've been selling for all, where, where did you find they were coming, where was your baseline in virtual sales? Where were they coming from? Had they had much experience with teleconferences or using some of these types of tools? So my impression with that is that people really, um, they were familiar with them, like almost every decent sized organization was used to some using something similar to zoom or teams or some sort of thing just within their own business. Um, so I think people, when they needed to make the adjustment, many of them were pretty prepared to do so. Um, but at the same time, I think we still, this industry seems like it thrives very much on face to face. So it was really tough on a lot of those, um, like trade shows and conferences were canceled when people could not go in person, when, um, you know, planes were deemed no longer safe to travel. So I think it was definitely, a pretty decent learning curve for people. But I also was um, very pleasantly surprised, like people were really able to rise to the challenge of it and adapt themselves. Did they find like they, it sounds like they had a pretty, they were able to, like as you mentioned, rose to the challenge and adapt. How about their customers? Did they have any, was there a learning curve on the customer end as far as being the recipient or the student, so to say, or the viewer, so to speak, of some of these different uh, uh, virtual selling techniques? Yeah, of course. Well, one of the ones that I found to be um, really fun were actually sending out um, product samples. So yeah. I talked a lot with um, Greg Reynolds about that in particular. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were not only doing um, sales calls just over the phone or teleconference, but they were setting out these little um, product samples. So along with the sample, mm -hmm. um, they would make sure that they included a little QR code that went along with the video um, someone installing it or talking about it and stuff like that um, and then they would track the shipment and once they saw that it arrived they would actually make sure to call whoever the recipient was um, and initiate some sort of sales call and apparently people responded really well to that um, yeah. it was just a fun little I wouldn't say gifts but it was fun to receive something and fun to have that instantaneous sales call and have the video go along with it um, so I think it sounds like people really embraced it a lot. And then with RB sales, um, they were really big on these online videos and their marketing. And so they said they've gotten a lot of positive feedback um, from these videos. Um, a second, within three seconds of someone watching it and their logo pops up, um, mm -hmm. they, wanted their, uh, they wanted the people watching to know whose video it was. And it seems that they have really achieved that goal. Yeah, I thought that was a great application. I hadn't really thought of the, the idea of sending the product, the, the sample along and then having a video on it. And I, I found it also was interesting too that in uh, with the case of the reps that you spoke with, uh, both of them had uh, interns taking a pretty, uh, you know, an active role in, in, their, in the rollout. Did they, 
what did they bring? Did had those particular interns had any uh, previous experience with you know doing presentations for set, producing a, a YouTube type of video or or even an email type of campaign? And because it sounds like they really played a pretty big role in and how these companies went forward with it. Oh, both of the interns that I talked to played really really big roles, which was um, very cool to see, especially considering they're not that much younger than I am and they're um, in the next year or two probably going to be graduating college themselves and starting their careers. Um, and it sounds like they may potentially be starting careers in the electrical industry. So that is um, definitely very cool to see. Um, but I guess I can just, I'll do the one by one, but starting with RB sales. So Erin mm -hmm. Pitts is um, their intern and she goes to, um, I think, University of Iowa. Mm -hmm. um, and so she talked to me a lot about how in her education just in the past few years, everything in the business marketing realm is really moving virtually because people are realizing this is the new thing. Like everyone is on their phones, their mm -hmm. tablets, their computers. People aren't going to retail stores as much to do in-person shopping. Mm -hmm. um, but it sounds like she really embraced it. And um, mm -hmm. Dan Riddell, he really put a lot of faith in her and mm -hmm. gave her a lot of encouragement along the way. And I think she really rose the challenge. Like she is solely in charge, I think, of those videos. She does a lot of the communication, gets them posted, looks at the analytics. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the email campaign, she's really doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really cool to see the instrumental role she's playing um, as a, you know, just as an intern. But I, I hate using the word just because clearly she has a big part. Mm -hmm. um, and then over at um, Flynn and Reynolds, you have Becky Reynolds, and that's, that's Greg's daughter. Um, and she goes to school up in Rhode Island, studies, I believe, digital business strategies mm -hmm. as well. And then for her, um, putting these videos together was not a new thing. She was very familiar with it. And um, what I thought was really cool is she's, you know, she's grown up in this business. So she knew a lot about it, but she watched the videos that her, her dad's company, they had been putting together before. And she was like, these are really long. They're not super interesting. They're not super interactive. And she was, she was actually the one who was like, you got to do something more interesting. And because of her, like they started doing these shorter videos, just a couple of minutes. Um, they were picking products that you could install very interactive or mm -hmm. at least um, they weren't just ones that you could sit that were going to sit on a stand and someone's going to just talk about. They wanted them to be short and fun and engaging. Mm -hmm. um, and she was heavily involved in that editing process. So when she would talk to one of the sales staff and they were going to mm -hmm. put a video together, they would communicate. Um, I believe it was over Teams, but it was over whatever system their company uses. Yeah, and yeah. she would talk them through the editing, talk them through what needed to be improved upon the second filming. Um, and she said it was a bit of, for her too, it was a bit of an intimidating thing. You know, those people are your superiors, but she said people were a little scared, but they were at the end of the day also <laughs> very adaptable and willing to try something new. And yeah. they, they think both companies really had a lot of fun with it. That sounds good. Yeah. Did you get a sense from them about once things return to some sort of normal, how many of these virtual techniques still continue to use? Um, I, I think with talking to both of them and with talking to David Gordon, mm -hmm. um, every single person I talked to, really cemented the fact that these strategies are not going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I don't know it quite off the top of my head, but Dan Riddell just had um, this really wonderful quote about how we hope one day things go back to normal, but we also don't want to forget all of these things that we've learned about how to be adaptable, about how to virtually market and sell stuff because they save a lot of money. They can work very efficiently doing things virtually actually. Um, and then I think, David Gordon also had a really nice phrase that I, I referenced early on in the article, and that was that this, is, this pandemic has not so much created a new normal in his mind, but it's really created this next evolution of where things are going. So um, this isn't 
things are never going to go back to exactly how they are. And perhaps this new virtual world is just where things need to be going for uh, this industry and many others just keep flourishing. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And I just as you hear different things about how people in general and society are dealing with it. It's forced us all to be more adaptable, you know, whether it's in our own personal lives and business lives and in the electrical industry too, you know, since uh, we were, since you had done new research on this too, I, I've been hearing about more companies that have, to set up some type of uh, new promotional strategies. They'll have uh, outdoor kind of a tailgate. They'll theme with all the fall mm -hmm. sports coming up. They'll do a tailgate theme in their parking lots and maybe have a few product stations where people can go through and, you know, grab a Brad, grab a beer, maybe uh, grab, grab something, you know, cold, cold to drink and just check things out. And just trying to, you know, really it, it's forced people to get a bit more creative with And I think, I think it's been a, it's been a, not a, obviously not a great thing, the whole overarching reason for it, but it's been interesting to see how people react to what's, been a, a tough challenge so oh yeah and people yeah. I think it's so cool to see just how creative people have gotten mm -hmm. and while a ton of the stuff right now um, and probably over the next several months until there's a vaccine or some mm -hmm. better solution um, is going to be really virtual I think one point that uh, David Gordon made that was uh, mm -hmm. I thought very wise was that um, you really got to just gauge what the customer wants to do because there mm -hmm. are some customers who are comfortable with you coming. Maybe you can't go into their facilities. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you want to meet outside or maybe they're okay with you going inside as long as you don't shake hands, wear a mask, social distance. Yeah. Um, it's I think right now, more than anything, it's all about communication, mm -hmm. like just figuring out what each party is comfortable with and what you're willing to do and being willing to, again, be creative and not just say you know we're used to in-person sales call we got to do it that way yeah yeah and actually you have to kind of be able to gauge and really it's, it's interesting it's, it's just like in any even before the pandemic that's pretty much how you as a salesperson you have to be able to react and read a person on how they want to be sold to i guess you to speak same thing with the mm -hmm. pandemic it's a sales all it's taken it's more the inter interpersonal and touch and feel type of thing uh, type of sales they had used to been doing in the past thanks for tuning into this episode for more information on these creative virtual tips or to check out our past podcasts, visit www.ewweb.com. This podcast is produced by Electrical Wholesaling and edited by Ellie Goggins.